Everyone up, everyone in. Time for the fun to begin. Come along with us to Zoobly Zoo. Zoobly Zoo. Magic and wonder are waiting for you. It's as close as a dream and as bright as the brightest blue. Welcome to Zoobly Zoo. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and we are still continuing our Halloween theme, which means, oh, yeah, I got to get this out on Halloween Day. How's that, everybody? Maybe earlier, maybe over the weekend. I don't know. Chan, just get it to me, and I'll turn it around. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen at all. This is coming out November 10th, most likely. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Bolito. And uh, Gina, fair warning, Gina has warned us that she's leaving the country. Are you leaving the country? Is that where you're going in the morning? I'm fleeing. Yeah. <laughs> All you've, my you've sought asylum. Yeah. This is, uh, this is jet lag, this... Gina, in case you're uh, keeping track. <laughs> uh, if you've got uh, the full line of Gina merchandise mm-hmm. and all of the various uh, uh, the variants. Of the uh, Gina doll, you've got um, Angry Gina, you got Hungry Gina, you yeah. got Hangry Gina. Uh, that's that's this a one rare here. one. That's a rare hmm? one. The Hangry one's very rare. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it it explodes as soon as you open the box. So no problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Seems that's, like it. money not well spent, to be honest. I mean, name me a uh, an action figure that isn't. <laughs> I'm Every talking to you, figure? fucking. You fucking G.I. Joe figure nerds. Uh-oh. That's all I mean, of our you're literally audience. talking to me right now. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm also I mean, deliberately avoiding the uh, Funko nerds because I just uh, bought a big slew yeah, of them better, to put in my, my new uh, office desk. <laughs> so, You'd also still be talking to me, though, oddly enough. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. But I have a Funko for you. I don't know. Uh, we haven't talked about this on the air, but I bought a Funko Pop figure for robert clark chan for his new <laughs> office jobs desk and it is a gi joe dr Mindbender, and it's exquisite it is really magical <laughs> i found it in the wild and i sent him a picture and then i went back to that place a few months later and it was still there so i bought it and uh, i still have to get it over to robert clark chan who you know he got me smudged um cologne snake eyes and storm shadow cologne but i can't seem to get him a funko pop that's how life works sometimes uh, uh that's that's actually uh seeing a funko pop going away for a few months and coming back and still seeing it there is how i like my funko pops yes um the ones that i bought were from like some sort of clearance sale so it was like all the things that nobody else wanted but i actually do because I like the ones that nobody else likes. Yeah, he got like uh, Hurley from Lost. I mean, that's what he got, you know. <laughs> hey, don't disparage Hugo Reyes. I'm a big fan of Hugo Reyes. I'm just saying nobody's going out of their way to buy themselves the Hugo, uh, the Hurley from Lost uh, pop figure. That's all I'm trying to say. Just keep it real. That's fair. That's fair. I want everybody who's listening to this podcast to uh, uh, tweet at the show and uh, tell me what Funko Pop I should have on my desk. What you is know what? Yeah, what, that's a good one. There what are is too me? Many. What what there seems the most? Many. No, everybody for each for each one of us. What are the Funko Funko Pops that represent each one of us? 
You know what? Oh, here's that the represent I mean, us. That's different than what we should own. Because what we should own is just like cool ones. What represents us? It's going to be like some random fucking slug from a kid's cartoon or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> cool is uh, subjective. Uh, but uh, um, like what you are, like what represents you, that's very objective. I it think is. everybody who does this will uh, pick the same ones. There's thousands i want to say thousands of funkos i think every single person who uh who tweets this will pick the exact same one for each one of us no look i i have i have a funko pops on my desk both at my work from home desk as well as my office desk and i'm looking at them right now and it's mostly video games gaming gi joe like you know this is these are the pops that ray would own uh, correctly so, I would point out. You know, uh, sometimes I get inspired when I see them in stores. Sometimes I repped the character on a Who Would Win battle, and I just feel like, oh, I just I really like that guy. Now I'm just going to grab this pop, and uh, it's fun. Yes, do I have Cobra Commander uh, Funko Pop at my work from home desk? Yes, I do. Yes, I do, and I'm looking at him right now. He is a delight. I I curated mine for a long time. I only got uh, female Funko Pops. I got like all of Sexist. the uh, Clone Club. From uh, uh, Orphan Black, I had like River Song and all sorts oh, of really cool ones. Too many. That's pretty cool. Uh, like and then, and then I had a child, and now they are all scattered in pieces all over the place. So now yeah. I make, I'm getting them, taking them to work, and never shall my child see them. No, yeah. if you take them out of the box, you're an idiot. I'm just going to start there. You should have them all in their boxes still. They stack no. easy. No. I mean, what are we doing with our lives if you even remove them from the box? I mean, seriously. Are you Tetris? That's not what this is for. You're a serial killer. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna buy me a Van Gogh. I'm going to keep it wrapped up in the plastic so that you can't see it. And then I'm just going to like stick Chan, it over by the wall. Chen, if you don't put the Van Gogh uh, uh, covered, then some uh, uh, European <laughs> uh, eco-terrorist is going to throw tomato soup on it. Like, or what are you talking potatoes. about right now? You have to do that. Or mashed potatoes. Or mashed potatoes. Thank you. That's the new one. That sounds delicious. I don't yeah, see a problem I'm, here. I'm Cold upset that potatoes. they're wasting good food. If they like, if they're gonna do it, they might as well do something icky. I yeah. I like that Gina's complaint is not that the art could be damaged. It's that we're <laughs> ruining good mashed potatoes. Look, like tomato slime. soup is delicious. Mashed potatoes, delicious. Nickelodeon slime is delicious. Uh, I have eaten. I've been on Nickelodeon Studios on a Nickelodeon game show. Uh, 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 not like a game show. It was like a just a, you know, audience show. And I did uh, uh, get the slime uh, like everybody else. And I did eat the slime and it was delicious. And I will report back. Yes, it's basically just like pudding. That's all it is. What? Uh, really? We've been recording this episode for two hours and 15 minutes so far. And <laughs> no one knows what episode we're doing, what show we're doing, what era uh, it is. I don't want to talk about it, Gina. This is not a very good show. This is called Zoobly Zoo. This is a live action show for musical theater kids that came out. I don't even I didn't even look it up. I was so nothinged by this show. It affected me not at all. I first just wanted all, it to end. It, first of all, this could have been the worst show in the world. And all you need to know is it stars Ben Vereen. It stars Ben Vereen, who's a delight. Yeah. And and one of the OG, like one of the only black Broadway actors back in the day, toured with Sammy Davis Jr. He's a legend. And he's dressing up like weird animals in this show. I mean, come yeah. on. If someone pitched to me, if I'm a big wig in a Hollywood office and I'm sitting behind my desk 
covered in Funko Pops, smoking my cigar. <laughs> and someone comes in and they say, Ben Vereen as a furry. I'm going to green light six seasons in a movie. That yeah, I mean, is horrifying. And I like that right in the opening credits, they're like, this one Emmys. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the YouTube that we have is from like a, a Zoobly Zoo archive. So it's like, okay. here's some information about this thing you're about to watch. It's not like yeah. the show came on in the oh, 80s. All right. like, this show won, wins Emmys, motherfucker. I honestly thought that's what was really happening right there. <clears> so <throat> I was very confused. And I was like, boy, toot your own horn much? I truly um, thought like like I agree this was sort of a nothing burger show, but I this was an example of a show that's for really little, really little kids that I didn't hate. Wouldn't uh, really little kids be uh, upset by this, be scared by this, though? Like those costumes scared. are. No, are because kids terrifying. are like, that's not the kind of stuff the kids are scared by. Like, if you look at stuff that we watched when we were little stuff, that's like disturbing to adults, like where you're like, oh, my God, this is so weird. Kids don't think is weird. Like we think adults dressed up with, you know, with animal prosthetics and and ears and weird costumes. We think, but that was like all the rage, like in the seventies and eighties. You got HR Puff and stuff. You got like, I mean, well, no, because HR Puff and stuff weird. were like full body suits. This is yeah, a human being nightmare. with some weird ass makeup and like a little nose prosthetic. And there were you know, some HR Puff and stuffs that weren't full body suits. They mixed in. They did mixed. They? In. I think so. I think there were some like human looking. Puffins. So, so here's the run. For those of you who have never heard, Zoobly Zoo uh, aired a lot when we were kids. There were a million commercials for it, and I always avoided it. I always said, this does not interest me. Uh, this does not interest 10-year-old Ray, and I was correct. This uh, Now, having seen it, it does not interest uh, uh, old Ray either. Uh, it ran for two seasons from 1986 to 1987. It was a live-action show where every single person was uh, uh, dressed as like a half furry, like Gina said, with a prosthetic nose, fake teeth, maybe an animal ears, long hair, uh, costumes, that, and each of the particular. That was me, Ray. What's that? I said that. No, you didn't. That was Gina. <laughs> Don't you dare. Here's uh, the thing: uh, Gina has an excuse because she's on a plane and got up super early and has all sorts of jet lag. You have the excuse that you what commute? You didn't even commute today, did you? No, you I worked did not. from home. I did work from home today. You son of a bitch. I, I don't know uh, why you don't why you don't think hybrid is the future. I'm confused with your new brand uh, new office job. Yes, for the record, everybody at home, if you didn't know, Robert Clark Chan has sold out. Go ahead and play the play the sold out intro, please. Uh thank you. What you mean like the music from the uh WCW pay-per-view sold out? I mean, if that's what we got, if that's if that's what's <laughs> on file, uh that's what I would have wanted to have heard there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Quite uh, honestly. Here, let me see if what let me see what I have on file audio wise. Okay. Ding 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 doom. That's you what I what? got. That's it. That's our sellout music. That's it. There you uh, go. Anytime we reference Robert Clark Chan's new job, uh, I demand to hear it at least once an episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I am being dead serious when I say that. This is what I want on this show. <laughs> uh now uh the Zoobly Zoo characters are animals. Each one has a different artistic ability. You've got, for example, Van Gogh Lion, who is an artist, a painter. You've I think, got you know, let me let me just say yes. again, 
All of this sounds cool. Ben Vereen. Also, it's a lot of the same people that did fairy tale theater. Ben Vereen was in fairy tale theater. Very much so. Another one of the actors was in fairy tale theater. So this was sort of of that era of like, hey, if kids are going to be watching shit anyway, let's try and make it a little bit educational. Uh, which fairy tale theater did very well. This did somewhat less successfully. But yeah, this was like Ben Vereen had an idea to introduce kids to the arts in a terrifying way. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you right now. Like the people behind this, okay? First off, the opening theme was written by Haim Saban and uh, Shuki Levy, Levy uh, which are the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger peoples, if I remember correctly, which is interesting. Uh, but also, this was a this is a group uh, effort between two companies to put this out. Those two companies were the Hallmark Greeting Cards Company and Deke. So, Whoa. so that's where we're at, everybody. That's the production we're getting here. I but mean, to be fair, it, but Ben Vereen is in charge of it. Is ben he Vereen in charge? Is just a character, Gina. Or is he? he yeah, was this not was. Actually- a, he, I think this was his show. Just like Shelley Duvall was like, "Hey, I want to do." This thing, because this combines all of his, all of his loves. Like he sings, he dances, he dresses up as weird animals for Broadway theater. Yes. Uh, He also only does the intros and outros, which are about a minute or 30 seconds long. He does not appear in the show itself. No, I think that's basically just like what Hulk Hogan did for rock and wrestling. I think that's just, uh, I think that's just this episode. I think this was probably... an odd I, one. I'm reading the Wikipedia because you inspired me. It says, apart from the opening, he rarely interacts with any other character. Uh, this this tracks then to call Ben Vereen the Hulk Hogan of Broadway <laughs> actors this, doing this television. This is what I'm trying to get at. Yes. Thank you, Robert Karchan. Uh, or was that Gina? Shit. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> who could tell? Anyway, this episode is of Zoobly Zoo. <sighs> it's one of those like... Uh, Shows that they told you like smart kids would watch, but then near as I could tell, no one watched it. Um, the this ghost of Zubilee Woods. It makes sense yes. that it was Hallmark because I definitely could see them uh, making adorable cards, you know, with like, hey, here's the uh, oh, Ben yeah. Green duck or what was he? Like a platypus? Like a. He was a snow leopard. A snow leopard? Yeah, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Sure. And they didn't even change his name. His name was Mayor Ben. Yeah. Lazy. So that's lazy. That's where we're at here. That's all I'm trying to say. So this is this is a de- this is a deeply weird show. Um uh not a lot happens on this show. It's a lot of just sort of making noises at each other and oh oh no. Oh no, Mr. Fox, it's gone. It's gone. I mean, that's basically what this show is, uh, but you do that for like two straight minutes. Yeah. That tell tell me I'm wrong. right. <laughs> it's it, it's it's tough because yeah that is exactly the kind of shows we used to have for kids and i mean uh, aside from sesame street until you got to an era where you could afford to make good cartoons like this was most of it and you know the, of, yeah. for what it is it's fine so i don't want to go too yeah. hard on it but like I'm gonna the straight up, up and Gina, I looked and I tell you what, HR Puff and stuff did not have uh, Island of Dr. Murrow abominations. <laughs> they had either full, <laughs> full bodysuit creatures or like people. 
Uh, <laughs> and it's that sort of halfway thing that uh, A, creeps me out, and B, just feels, it feels like, uh, okay, y'all watch Abbott Elementary, right? Yeah. Um, I do. So you know about the uh, the story Samurai, which, I mean, Big fan. I have mixed feelings about because they're clearly based on the story pirates. And all of us know a lot of people that are involved in the story pirates. And we don't want to badmouth them or anything. But watching that uh, episode of the story Samurai, I was like, ooh, yeah, this is this is kind of what it is, isn't it? Like just real, real earnest uh, adults going into uh, kids schools and being like, let's teach a lesson about life and just being just over the top and goofy and weird and like uh, in a in a in a real in a way that adults think kids perceive things. And I don't know that that is how kids perceive things. What was the lesson, would you say, in this episode? Aside from the fact that ghosts aren't real, what I'm, would you say the lesson was? I mean, I think that is the lesson. I think, I think <laughs> like kids are like, because honestly, there are plenty of kids who are like scared shitless of, of whatever, like just the dark or yeah, like ghosts kids. or monsters and like it's Halloween or and like anthropomorphic zoo characters. That more than anything, I think. Um, <laughs> although again, to, to, uh, um, to draw from my own life when I was almost exactly the age that this thing would have been, I was like under five. Uh, I remember opening up the door on Halloween and like four kids who were probably like eight years old or something like that were dressed Wait as kiss scared the shit out of me dressed as kiss. Why, why yeah. would that I mean, scare true. you? Just some dudes with like black and white makeup. I was scared shitless. So like a ghost yeah, would have scared the hell out of me. And I definitely oh, could have used I, a show that was like, I would have beaten be the hell out of Jan. you. I would have Go beaten start. the hell out of you if we were kids at the same time. I know that. We've, we've discussed <laughs> yeah, we've this extensively. <laughs> yeah, this is a and no. I'm Gina never, is the bully I'm of this show. I'm not letting you near my kid alone. <laughs> well, if he's not a loser, he won't get bullied. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. God damn it. <laughs> so uh, uh first off i would love to hear i have some thoughts on the intro song i just had a lot of very stream of consciousness thoughts um just as the show came on me not really me sort of remembering what this is from the commercials but not really uh, if you could please jane can we hear a little bit of the uh zoobly zoo uh uh opening theme it's fun zoobly zoo magic and wonder are waiting for you it's as close as a dream I mean, in hindsight, hearing it again, they made a promise of both magic and wonder, and I would argue that this episode delivered neither. Fair. They um, did do the whole they, introducing each of the characters, which uh, I appreciate nice. that. And this, and look, like, is this a banger? No, but is it just a no. a perfectly acceptable, you know, song? Yeah, that, you know. It's just it's there, and you're like, yeah, okay, I get this, I'm into it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, if if I would like, if I could see, I did not watch this. I was not aware that this show existed until you were too I busy punching smaller children. I, was I get too it. Too busy being <laughs> cool as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smoking your cigar with your Funko Pops. Yeah, in the, riding in the second grade, riding my strawberry shortcake 
Hot Wheels around the neighborhood really mean mugging people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, like you know, I could see, I could see a four year old watching this and being into it. And the song is simple yet catchy. I mean, yeah, you're right; it's not super catchy. But to a four year old, like Zubali Zoo, Zubali Zay, Magic and Wonder, or something today, whatever it is, like, come on, I would. Yeah, I, that is. I, I was pretty see, much it. Aren't the lyrics? I could see someone bopping. I could see a four year old bopping up their little butt to that song and bopping around. Okay, I've spent That's way too much time. I've spent way too much time <laughs> with a two year old for the past six days. You guys, <laughs> a two year old, a two year old, I think would enjoy this. Maybe not a four year old. I think a four year old would be on to oh, yeah. bigger and better be things. But a two year old. A two-year-old might be into this. Although, who knows? You might put this me. on, and then that two-year-old might <laughs> demand Bluey for the next hour until you blow your brains out. Ah, I'm not calling out like any that. two-year-olds that might or might not be related to me. <laughs> Could be anybody. Could Wait be anybody. a minute. Were you, were I, you watching Bluey? Yeah, I introduced them to Bluey because she wasn't – she only recently turned two – and mm-hmm. I think I mentioned you can't show you, you're not supposed to show screens to two year olds. And so she doesn't really watch. She doesn't really watch anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I introduced Bluey to her, which nice. now she'll watch when she's at grandma's house. See. So then she knows that's that strong. there's that's where Bluey happens. But I Did also you- showed her the Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. And she was into those, too. OK, OK. Right. Did you like Bluey? Yeah, I mean, it did, they had a chess episode, so I'm in. Okay. Well, they All did. Right. That's that is one of the newer ones. It's great. I did wonder. You know what? I did think to myself, like, this is the episode Gina needs to see, but she probably needs to see like three or four episodes first to establish who these characters are before jumping into the chess episode, right? I was I was worried that uh, she'd be nitpicking the whole thing the whole time, like. That's not how a knight moves. God damn this show and these fucking Australians. No, my, my brother did. He because he loves Bluey. He he, oh, okay. he because they 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 make some 80s action movie references every now and then. And he's <laughs> really into it. So he'll text me whenever. But he did. We, we put it on. We watched the chess episode a couple times. And he said and he he did. He loves anytime chess is on something. But he did note that the that the colors on the board were wrong, which is oh, a very on, simple Bluey. thing. Clearly, the animators, it, clearly the animator a, animation company's fault, but the king and the queen were not on the correct colors. We're Which living. Is, weirdly enough, weirdly enough, none of those pieces were Civil War uh, soldiers either. Uh, completely <laughs> wrong. Completely. I wrong. mean, here's the thing: it's like the first thing you learn when playing chess. So it would be like if someone was if if there was a cartoon where they were like playing football, but they were like running a baseball down a football field. Like you would be like, this doesn't make any sense. It's the most basic rule of the game that you play football with a I, football. You realize that it's was a that universe. Deke episode of G.I. Joe. It's it's a universe of dogs. You're saying that yeah. they couldn't have come up with a game that is very close to uh, chess with different colors because they're dogs who can't even see colors. And they're also colorblind, aren't they? That's a yeah. no. That's a that's an urban legend. That's not true. Dogs can. Oh, did a dog tell you that, colors. Gina? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's like yeah. one of those things that they that they like say, like dogs can't see colors. And then scientists are like, "What are you talking about? Dogs can absolutely see colors." And they were like, "But I read it." This is yeah. this You're is something that a dog me. said to impress you, to like chat <laughs> yeah. you up, to, so they could take you home and uh, have sex with you. 
He's like, hey, Look, baby, did you know I my I dog see in all the colors? Are very low, so they don't need to try that hard. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Uh, you know, I did have two thoughts that uh, simultaneous thoughts when I saw this intro for Zubily Zoo. Uh, the first one is this is what I imagine Cirque du Soleil shows are like, having never been to one. Mm-hmm. And second off, musical theater kids are goddamn annoying. And I was one of them. Don't, and I'm just so mad at myself now. Don't put this on the musical theater kids. This is completely on the musical theater kids. No. This is their dream come true. No, this is too upbeat. It's You know what? It is very Broadway. And it is, again, like Ben Vereen at this point was known mainly for Broadway. And the other the other actors like there there's an actor and his name is Gary Schwartz. He's a voice. He's mainly a voiceover actor. He was in uh, other things that you probably recognize. He does voiceover for video games and other animated shows. And he I had to look this up like 20 times because he was very clearly doing an Edwin impression this entire time. Oh, I don't know. 100%, what, that's what he, what he was doing. Like. Yes. Mm-hmm. But like I was just because because the quality that we were watching wasn't that great. So I looked it up like 30 times. Like I was like, this has to be Edwin. Like, I don't I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> this this is Edwin. And, uh, you know, it was hard to tell under all the hideous, weird, crazy cats esque uh, makeup that it wasn't Edwin. But I'm now I'm curious. I want to go and listen to go and watch other things that Gary Schwartz has been in. Because I want to know, does he just naturally sound like Edwin or did he? And for those of you, you know, like Edwin was the guy in like, I mean, he was Look, he, was he was the the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. He was yeah. in Mary Poppins. He's the uncle who loves to who sings the song about how he loves to laugh. For the younger kids, Alan Tudyk was doing an impression of this actor as King Candy in Wreck-It Ralph. That's the gig. Isn't isn't uh, he the uh, wouldn't he be the uh, lion from uh, Wizard of Oz? Edwin. I mean, what? Th- that's what that sounded like to me. No, Ooh. this is this is more that no, this is like the lispy lion? a little bit. Like what? Yeah, I don't oh. think I don't think you remember what the lion sounds. Chad, I don't like. think you remember what? at all what the lion sounds. Yeah, like. I don't think I do. Oh. This is like oh, this is like that. Oh, this is a... the vo- this is the voice of Ed, uh, Edwin. Oh yes, we I love to laugh. That's what he sounds like. That was pretty good, Gina. I'm not going to thank lie. you. More of that. Oh uh, well, I will say appearing in Gary Schwartz's filmography as a, an uncredited voice in 1993's Mr. Nanny with Hulk Hogan. It all comes back around to Hulk Hogan at all times. You know what? There were, I looked at his IMDb and he did a ton of uncredited voiceover work. So he's like a legit voiceover actor because once you're into the uncredited stuff, like you're just a guy that everyone knows you can call and and pinch it. So I, I appreciate I, the DNA of this show. You know, one of the only super famous black Broadway actors doing his thing, a real voiceover actor doing his thing. A lot of furries getting there and going to set and getting dressed up like animals and fucking each other for a kid's show. Okay. Wait, what? No, no, no. I'm, I see that. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, Ben Vereen opens the show and he's talking about Halloween. So we're talking about uh, costumes. I got real nervous when he says, here's a sheet and you can use this sheet to dress up in all kinds of different ways. And I was, I got a little, got a little uncomfortable. 
I feel got like little, legendary black actor Ben Vereen is From not roots. going to dress up as a Ku Klux Klansman. <laughs> okay, way. here's uh, the thing. I will say he did do blackface for Ronald Reagan. Uh, yeah. But Look, I didn't think got into a little bit of trouble for it. But that was a long time ago. <laughs> so was I didn't this. think from my childhood, Ice Cube was going to end up being a raging anti-Semite on social media. Okay, uh, but first of all, life. Ben but Green, here we are. No, Ben Green is a Democrat, but he did once dress up in blackface for a Ronald Reagan event. I'm not sure if it, I, can, I can't remember the details, so I feel like are I should sure have you're not thinking into- of Ted Danson. <laughs> Because Ted Danson, I was definitely I not for Ronald Reagan. Made a made a bad choice. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. So he, he's showing a sheet. Uh, he's a, what I love about him trying to show off the sheet, and this really, like, this really stuck with me. Is that he's 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 saying that you could use it as a cape, you could use it as a toga, and he keeps in the middle of all of his explanations, be like, "Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta hold on, hold on, hold on before you because he knows you're gonna turn the channel." He knows you're already bored a minute and a half into the show, and he is literally pleading with you to watch his bit. No, and, he's and talking I just to someone that off I was camera. Ready to turn it off. He's talking to someone off camera who says, because he says, this is my toe. Oh, you could be, it could be a toga. And then he says, what do you mean? It's lame or something like that, which I, I get. I think it's, I think it's funny. I think it's cute. He's, it's, he's imagining children shouting. This is lame as he is performing should have been a hint. Just saying, I I don't like uh, I don't like our our one white man disparaging Ben Vereen so much. I love me some Ben Vereen. Do not get me wrong. I don't know that this is my favorite thing. Ben Vereen was name three things Ben Vereen is in without looking. Some of Ray's best friends are Ben Vereen. (laughs) I bet you can't name three things that Ben Vereen is in without looking it up. Listen, Gina, I bet I can't. No, I agree with you. I, I can't. I remember him from uh, The Muppet Show. That's really the big thing. Because he did an, an episode of The Muppet Show yeah. where he sang Mr. Cellophane. Yeah. And I just remember being like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. I love this performance. I am now a Ben Vereen fan forever and could not tell you a single other thing that Ben Vereen has done other than that, that one episode of The Muppet Show. But quite honestly, that was enough for me to uh, bring me on to the Ben Vereen side. Yeah, this tracks. I saw That's a black it. guy That's in one I... thing once and never again. That's He's what you said. Part of the band. I was, and I was a fan, team, and I was man. a fan for life. <laughs> what How about the? You? What about the? There's a meme that uh, that I that was going around a couple of years ago that it was Ben Vereen, all one word, and he looks like Wolverine, and it was a pretty good meme. Honestly, I do not remember that, but that sounds amazing. I know. I'll, I'll chat it to you guys as as we do as we record I mean, this. Gina, you got to tweet it out and tag the show. What are we talking about? That's not a me. It's important that people will. This is called um, in in writing. This is called uh, uh, you, you set it up and then you pay it off. So no, you tweet I, out a picture of Ben Vereen to... as Wolverine now, and then two weeks from now, when people hear this episode, they'll be like, "Oh, I, I vaguely remember Gina tweeting that." I prefer to I prefer to let everyone forget that I exist that listens to this show until we record. <laughs> no, that also that also makes sense. Um, <laughs> this is where we get into Bravo Fox, who is an actor. Uh, our friend Gary Schwartz 
uh, who was in a Team Fortress of all games. That's interesting. He did a lot of he does a lot of video games, small parts of video games. He must have really gotten paid for Zubilee Zoo because he didn't have any big big roles after that. Uh, regrettably, because he is very talented, and I could I could I will say that. Uh, I mean, he plays I don't a think ghost. there are there are not all actors are are really really d- making a good living off of it. Some of them uh, just do bit roles and make make their minimums, and that's it. To be fair, Gina, I I just assumed because of his uh, I mean, he has sixty credits on IMDb, uh, you know, over decades. But I assume he did a lot of theater. I just assume he got a, he did a lot of theater gigs, and that's why he's only appearing as a voice here and a voice there. That's just my guess. I don't know this, but I, I got to imagine this guy is just like doing stuff. How do we get him on the show? I guess that's what I'm asking right now. I would love to get Gary Schwartz on the show. All right, I, gotta, I think he, I'll, I'll try I think to find I, him. I think I happen to see on his IMDb that he did like an uncredited voice in. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which is my favorite video game of all time. I've heard good things about that one. I, I tried it, but uh, I, I didn't. Uh, You're dead to didn't, me. Uh, didn't. He also. Are we still talking about see. Ben Vereen? He kind of looks like Ed Wynn a little bit. So, you know, I, I want to I think someone should do a 23 and me and find out if he's like sort of related. Here we go. I found him on Twitter. He has 12,000 followers. He is a <gasps> Viola Spolin improv coach, actor, director, and writer. Are you sure it's the Gary Schwartz? It is the same picture from his IMDb. Oh, I'm yeah. And and he is, is, he's a big uh, Viola Spolin head. So, Oh, I love him. Should we tweet at him that yeah. we are, are doing this show? Probably not. Gina, because let me tweet the celebrities. It. <laughs> you're the one who hates ben vereen and hates gary schwartz and hates children None of this is true and hates I've... uh song no ray she's talking to me <laughs> oh yeah okay well that's fair oh look uh, also well, you like do. all of his most recent tweets are like join me in supporting democratic congress i love gary schwartz yeah big fan big fan now um now that i know who he is uh, uh, uh he plays a ghost in this stage play his name is bravo fox which is kind of a great name and I'll be honest, I was kind of getting into his performance here. <clears throat> I was kind of, in, I was, I was feeling it. I was, I was in the moment. I was taken to a, a faraway place where he was a ghost haunting you as a, as an, as an enemy that uh, is, is mostly impotent, but will come back to haunt you every so often forever. Ha 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 ha. And uh, I, you know what? He, he got me. He got me with the acting. I enjoyed it. Uh, however, sure I would it's... argue that when. When I acted like that on stage, people said it was, quote, unquote, too broad, which is, you know, I don't buy it. I'm not buying it. You're, you, sir, are no Gary Schwartz. Boy, ain't that That's the truth. I'm learning. But I'm learning that every day. time I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you know, the world only has one Gary Schwartz, and I it definitely uh, it needs another, but it will not be me. I just have to be honest about that. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So they're at a party, and I guess this is a backstage party. I was a little confused as to the location of this. Clearly, it's somebody's like living room and kitchen area. But I mean, it's, it's after also, it, it's after a theater show, so obviously it's got to be uh, Denny's at like eleven thirty. <laughs> um, and everybody's that's a too real. Everybody's ordered like one plate of fries for like a table of like sixteen people, and they're all still in makeup. <laughs> yeah, and they're being loud <laughs> as fuck. Oh god, yeah! Get, just give me the cracker basket, please. Cracker basket? Where we'll the fuck are you hours. going to? There was a there was a place. It was called Silverman's. It was our version. It wasn't a Denny's. It was a, it was just like a Denny's. It was another diner, and that's where all the theater kids used to go to at high school afterwards. And the small, the cheapest thing you could get was like a three dollar basket with like uh, uh, club crackers in it and stuff like the stuff they would drop <laughs> in soups. And then we would of course oh, order it because we had no money. And we would order like one basket of these crackers for like the entire table. This is enough to make me bomb Michigan. Uh, I mean, no, this was this happened at any at, at, at every theater, uh, every yeah, high school. Every, all theater, theater kids did this. Yo, all right. I was in theater, so don't mansplain theater to me. You were in Boonton Township where you. you were probably where you had a budget of like. $80,000 for, you know, uh, whatever GD show you're doing. First of all, mm-hmm. Boone Township does not have its own high school because it is too small. So I went to Mountain Lakes, the number one public high school in New Jersey. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I'm so surprised that you went to I the assume number with one your theater high troop, New Jersey. Number one with your theater troop, Gene, I assume you guys went to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse after every single event. I just, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like my right. natural assumption Bring here. me the basket of prime ribs. We went to Paul's <laughs> Diner and we got disco fries. And coffee. I didn't drink coffee, but other people drank coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. But I please. would eat the disco fries. Mm-hmm. Well, that I believe. And so he's at this party. and <laughs> Bravo Foxes. And they say, we want you to dress like a ghost and perform more at this party. We just love your performance so much. And I was like, yeah, this this tracks. I'm just, we're about, we're about five minutes away from the Rent soundtrack getting put on here. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is. 
this is about the time to leave the party. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I am trying to say. But he keeps getting items stolen from him. A piece of cake, the celebration cake for his performance gets stolen. Cookies, stolen. Ice cream, stolen. He ends up going out to sign autographs for his fans. Cream, yo. I kind of want some ice cream now. Um, he goes out to sign some autographs for his fans. They give him a trophy, calling him the world's best ghost. And the Whew. trophy also gets stolen. Outrageous. Yeah, we cut to we cut to under the table where somebody in a ghost costume is eating all the things and holding the trophy. And then there's just this really bizarre scene where the guy in the ghost costume is just standing there in the room and no one is acknowledging him. Like, no, because just... they think they don't they think that it's uh, Gary Schwartz. But Gary Schwartz is still in the room while this is happening. Yeah, he's running around looking with them. Gary oh, Schwartz I starts to lift they it up it to look for one the trophy. The other, I thought they. I just assumed they thought it was one of the other actors. No, because there's a point where they uh, are there, and uh, uh, who is it? Is it the fucking lion? It was like, no, don't look under there. It couldn't be yeah. under there. Don't look under the ghost blanket of the guy dressed as a ghost next to the fridge. It clearly isn't under there. Look, okay, that, I won't. that's the guy in the theater troupe who has hidden cocaine in various places <clears throat> and has forgotten oh, sure. where he hid his cocaine. So he wants people to stop looking as quickly as possible. He's just like, look, that cake is gone. Shiny. Shiny. Yeah, don't look under that sheet, Bravo. I never find a trophy there. Try um under the table. That but idiot. You miss Chen. You, you know what I just heard here? Gina's quote unquote theater troupe had a lot of cocaine involved. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> ordering the basket of crackers. There yeah. was far too much money for that. Yeah, the cocaine is not a typical theater kid drug, Gina. Yeah, but these are adults. These are adults, and everyone knows that Broadway is full of cocaine. Well, I mean, that is true. Um, I'm just saying, Gina's trying to explain us her, her theater kid experience, and I'm just saying elements mm. of these stories are not adding up to <laughs> me, at least. Yeah. No, they're adding up. They're just adding up to a different number than the number Gina is giving us. <laughs> The Correct. humble Gina Ippolito, who's the son or the the daughter of a uh, uh, public school employees. Can somebody can somebody out there draw us a picture, like a caricature of Gina Ippolito on Knowing Us Half the Podcast that just says, "What do you mean some people are poor?" Because <laughs> that's that's what I want. <laughs> um, Let them eat so disco we- fries. As she's it's, dressed up as Marie Antoinette. <laughs> Let them eat disco fries. I love it. Uh, yeah, uh, also, like, uh, yes. again, fuck this lion. Because multiple fuck times it. he's like, oh, maybe you misplaced it. And, and oh, like, God. Fox is a dipshit. But also he's like, I misplaced a gallon of fucking ice cream. I mean, look, look, I would totally ask this because I would not want to fucking look unless I was a hundred percent sure that it was not just misplaced somewhere. <laughs> That's what happens when, when you live with someone who is absent-minded, I have people in my family who are absent-minded and are constantly just like, I can't find my ex. I can't find my purse. I can't find this. I don't even answer them anymore because I know they're going to find it eventually. <clears throat> and I ain't get time for that shit. 
Wow. Yeah, this feels wow. right. Um, I just it just kills me that they're literally standing in the room all together. It's not a big room. One of them is wearing a ghost outfit, and no one is acknowledging that that person is in the room. Even with Bravo Fox also in the room, it, it's it's like the person is legitimately a ghost, and they can't see him. Maybe it's, it's like a, they bizarre. they think it's like a mannequin that uh, there's just like a ghost costume over. Because yeah, like this is backstage, right? So like his, yeah. where's he else is going to put his costume? He's going to put it on a mannequin. Never explained. It's never explained. And it's I not. did not like that at all. No. They even find literal. The next scene is them watching video proof that a man dressed as a ghost was stealing the things. And this they is- still are having a hard time understanding what's going on. And I just, at this point, it's, 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 it's willful. At this point, they, they're doing it on purpose. This is kind of wild because I wouldn't necessarily expect this sort of plot element in uh something from what is it like 1979 or something like that 86 Eight, 86. Oh, okay well, okay 86 i guess makes a little more sense was this really 1986 yeah it ran from yeah. 1986 to 1987 so this oh, episode might have even Jesus. been 87 this is so fucking hor- you know what i take back many of the things that i've said <laughs> like oh yeah no this is like normal for the time this is straight <laughs> trash for 86, 87. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Fraggle um, Rock is already out by this point. You're going to put on this garbage? Fraggle Rock is for You know, I was going to bring up earlier group. that, like, literally this this is comparable in t- to Fraggle Rock, except one is good. No, that, they're different Zoo age exists. groups. You can't, you can't compare. Mm. Like, Wait, who do you think Fraggle compare- Rock is for? What? You can't. Fraggle Rock is a is is Fraggle Rock is for angry four year olds. A bridge for stoner show. college kids, right? Is that what? It's at most uh, a bridge show, but I think it might it might be even slightly older than a bridge show. Uh, no, here's what I'm gonna say. What uh, uh, you like the the problem is this show is so goddamn cheap that when they sing the songs, they don't pre-record it so that it sounds good. They're just no, getting they the fucking not. room sound of people singing in a big ass open uh, um, studio, so it sounds like shit. If they, well, it said on the bad. Wikipedia page that that uh, it was at some point it was mainly running on PBS. So sorry, not every show has a huge budget. Oh. The huge budget to sit down by a GD tape recorder and <laughs> sing your song so it doesn't sound like trash as you're bouncing Wait. around in your stupid ass bird outfit. Wait, a Gina, after all we've seen on this show and all we've suffered and been through, are you actually here defending the cheapness of Deke? Is this have you I been don't broken think it's, this it's hard? Not straight Deke. It's like Deke doing a thing that was going to air on PBS. So that's yeah. different than it's it's not a straight it's... Deke. It bends to the left a little bit. <laughs> it's, thank you. It, it is it is a syndicated show that often got picked up by PBS. It's not a PBS show. It is a show they made on their own, and PBS picked some episodes up. Uh, it, it, I do not excuse it. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. It is Deke, and therefore it is cheap. And Chad is, I didn't even pick it up, but you're 100% right, Chad. The, this, the sound quality for songs is supposed to be better than that. In fact, uh, let's just, uh, well, we'll get there. No, we're there. Let's, let's play this song. It's the first song that appears outside the intro theme. I would like to hear some of this great sounding music. And I, I noticed it because we had just watched that Fusco thing where everything sounded Same like thing. garbage. 
Uh, And then I was like, oh, wait, that's why I was like, oh, yeah, this is probably like 1979. You know, that's like what they do No, Fucking 86. Nothing. I got no, no, no pity. Fun. (laughs) Hey, life is an adventure where so many try to see what will happen in the future, what tomorrow's going to be. But you never can be sure. That's the fun. Hey. Okay, here's the deal. I I don't hate this. Yeah, I, I did like not hate it. this song. What I did not hate this song. That song was all right. I kept going because um, uh, we we landed on like a rhyming couplet, but then uh, I one of the things that irritated about uh, to irritated me about this was that like there were parts where it just didn't didn't rhyme. I'm like, if you're, if this is a show for kids, for God's sakes, at least make it rhyme. Otherwise, you're just throwing out random ass words, and Fine. you shouldn't get paid for a song like that. <sighs> yeah, take that, nerds. Uh, they did. Now, this is an interesting thing. Where they say, uh, uh, we 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 see a video. It was a ghost. It was clearly a ghost stealing everything. And they actually have the balls, if I remember this correctly, to ask Bravo Fox, are you sure it wasn't you? He's like, go fuck yourself. I'm in the video with the ghost, asshole. And I kind yeah. of enjoyed that. Uh, and so they uh, they say, is, are, do any ghosts live around here? And they're just like, whoa, the only ghost I know about is the ghost of the woods, this thing we're all familiar with, which makes the fact that they ignored the ghost in the room earlier even weirder because they all are aware that there is some ghost haunting the woods. Yeah. Every part yeah. of this is upsetting to me. Yeah. Because you're afraid of like, other ki- Yes. It's it's like if you're like, uh, you know, you got to uh, make sure that the cat stays inside because there's a bunch of coyotes that like run around here and you're walking through your kitchen and there's like a coyote there by the uh, fridge. You're like. There. Well, that's normal. Don't look under that. I'm sure the the cat we're looking for isn't under that coyote that's just <laughs> sitting there. Look, they so think bizarre. that ghost sticks to the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but apparently not. So uh, w- three uh, three new characters we have not met yet, just new random characters we're going to get to know, including the one who just sang that song. They are apparently on the side ghost hunters, uh, which is which is great. I mean, very fortuitous. And uh, I don't think they're very good at their jobs because the way they intend to catch this ghost is with a net. Now, I only know one thing about ghosts, and that's that they are immaterial and therefore cannot be caught in a net. I, since this is 1986, it's clearly a riff on Ghostbusters. Um, I don't know like how a uh, 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 child... Uh, softening you have to make it uh, but I would th- I would think that they would do better than a net I'm not asking for much more than that but all kids also in 1986 had all seen Ghostbusters softening yes. aside we'd all seen it in theaters more likely yeah two year olds you think two year olds which this show is clearly aimed at were going to theaters and seeing this show, Ghostbusters this show is not aimed at two year olds I mean here's the thing <laughs> Uh, 1984. Let's see, they were born in 1984, so they would be uh 38 now. Can you think of any 38 year olds that you look at and think, yeah, he watched some really bad movies at much too early of an age, got permanently scarred, and now that's why he is like he is now? 
Except Chan, the parents who are the taking their theater. kids to see those types of movies too young are then not going to put on an educational PBS show when they get home. I mean, they're going to turn on the TV and go to work as was the style of the time and whatever is on, you know, kid knows how to change the channel. Maybe stumbles on this. Let's just say kids are not choosing Zubilee. I I mean, I watch things with my family, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. (laughs) Wow. Look at Weird. Gina family screen time. Ippolito over here has <laughs> and that's the difference. That, like, spends quality time with her. Instead yeah, of working like a single mom. Me and Chan Gen Xers and Gina millennial. Am I right? <laughs> uh, no, this isn't a, an age thing. This is 100% a money thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the nanny, she means she's watching with the nanny. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Mother, no, no, that makes more sense now. Cook. Yeah. Yeah obviously was probably the there uh the cook yeah. was probably prepping yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh the bevy of house sense. cleaners mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 the pest control guy mm-hmm. but the one who like the lives pest on, on control site. guy you associate pest, pest control with with wealth do you you got a lot of silverfish so. floating Gina, around I your don't house no you're the rich one you have to tell me <laughs> i can only guess <laughs> Yeah, we only had copper fish. That's all we could afford. So enjoy your yeah. fancy silver fish, Gina. Ooh. Ew, I yeah, hate rough. Fish. Um, this is the part of the episode that really starts spinning its wheels as we just keep cutting back to the people in the forest being scared and having hijinks where they just all want to leave and making up excuses. Oh, I left my stove on. I got to go get it. No, you didn't get back here. And then we cut back to uh, Bravo Fox and the the ladies inside basically being like oh man none of us are feeling well and additionally to that we're so happy that those guys went out there to ghost hunt and get the ghost cut back to the guys having trouble and being scared cut back to the people in the house being like we're just so proud of them and that goes on for roughly what i believe uh conservatively 17 years i believe uh it was it was a long set of sequences to get us to our potential act three i feel like there would have been a point where I would have had some sympathy for Bravo Fox, but then he's like, Oh God, what happens if something happens to those poor boys uh, out there looking for my trophy? I'm so upset. I'm not going to do anything about it. And you know, if they do <laughs> die, if they get swallowed by an incorporeal being, I'm going to be real <laughs> bummed about it. But uh, at the end of the day, as long as I get my trophy, uh, fuck these people. Yeah. Additionally, Bravo Fox is roughly the size of Terry Silver from Cobra Kai. He is a giant of a man who could probably be out there doing something helpful and instead is choosing to sit back and cry. Yeah. Just don't. Uh, It's it's an honor just to be nominated. You don't need that goddamn statue. Don't go make people go out looking for it. Ugh. Uh, Chan, again, we get nominated. Gina wins the, the awards. We don't know what it's like to lose a trophy. Yeah, fair point. Gina, what trophy? Oh, them Emmys, Gina. Yeah. Do I? Did I? I I lost it. Can you guys go find it? (laughs) (laughs) Oddly enough, we have to now. That's that is how it works. Um, I'm gonna be real pissed when it turns out to just be a Golden Globe (laughs) or a daytime Emmy. Oh God, God help us if it's a daytime Emmy. (laughs) Jane, what are you talking about? It's gonna be a coyote. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we're gonna look right through it yeah yep. disappointing 
Uh, finally, the ghost hunters say, let's keep it together. They find the ghost. They just find him out in the woods. And the ghost takes off his ghost costume to reveal that what I thought was a mouse turns out to be a possum. His name is Peter Possum. And then he puts the ghost costume back on. And so now we all like, oh, no, you know, no, we know. No, that is not what happened. What happened is what happened, he took Dan? the trophy. He took the sheet. He started dancing around like he was Buffalo goddamn <laughs> Bill in the oh. Silence of the Lambs to some right. creepy ass music. And I they watched him with a voyeuristic fervor that was so disturbing from the watchers and from the dancer. The entire thing was horrifying. <laughs> Can I tell you, I blocked it. I blacked it out. I blacked it out because you're right. It was it was upsetting. Uh, they do catch him, though. They walk over and it's a very friendly catch. They just walk over and he's just like, ha ha, I'm the ghost. And then that's it. That's that's. That's as rough as it got. So then we 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 now cut back to the the living room slash kitchen slash backstage of the theater. Uh, everybody's together now for our big reveal at the end. It turns out that Peter Possum is an actor, but a really shit one, like a really really bad actor. But he only he had success one time. Now I I got questions here because yeah. he says one time I had success as an actor. It was when I put on the ghost costume and played a ghost during Halloween when the kids were out trick-or-treating. And yep. I would ask myself the question, is that being an actor? It I is mean, if, he was at a, if he was at a haunted house. I would say that there are plenty of people out there on YouTube who call themselves stars. I would go so far as to say that there are plenty of people who podcast and consider themselves to be some level of celebrity and chan i'm right here <laughs> they may objectively not be that great mm. so i get it is chan, what again i'm, I'm right here. i uh it's clearly it's he's clearly talking about you so you don't need to keep <laughs> pretending that chan. you're yeah, I'm right here. Yeah, I know. Um, I do now. Okay, so he he now he says I'm gonna ply my acting trade as a ghost. I'm not leaving this character. I am inhabiting this character, and I'm gonna do all my performances in the woods where no one can see me, occasionally scaring people. And again, I ask myself, is that what being an actor is? You know, maybe there was it a is. point. There was a point where he says, like, "Oh, this isn't me." Oh. Sorry, I took your trophy and. I'm sorry, I took all that food, too. It's not really like me, you know. He says that it's really not like him, but if his job, air quotes, yeah. job, is pretending to be a ghost out in the woods, where else does he get any of his stuff except by scaring the shit out of people and taking it? Like and food. Jim, can I have that line? He's got a, he's got a Patreon set up. I mean... You know Are you what? suggesting that he's some sort of men's rights activist? <laughs> went hard right wing and uh, makes all his money off of Patreon, thousands yeah, of dollars forest, a month. Yeah, I can see that. Could, could I have you extend that line out a little further, the one you just played, because that really struck me. Then I saw the trophy that your fans gave you and and the party and all, and 
thought it was all for me. Bullshit, Peter Possum. Bull fucking shit. You saw them give a guy who played a ghost a trophy and a party at a place that no one invited you to, and you walked in the door and said, this is all obviously for me. Guy who wears a ghost costume in the woods and scares people. I I, I call bullshit on that claim. And I'm angry at you, you fucking liar. No I one will, believes you. I will say that the attitude is wrong, but 100% what he's doing is like, oh, I wrote that joke. And then SNL went and put it up on their show. <laughs> Clearly, they were in a podunk backwater uh, comedy theater watching my 1145 show saw my brilliant sketch <laughs> and then they put it on SNL. How dare they? They owe me royalties. This um, is my party. Wow. I'm going to take. That yeah. shit happens way more often than anybody listening to you right now thinks. <laughs> that was a little too real, Chan. Uh, that was magical. Um, we did our sketch comedy show at 11.30 p.m. on Thursday night and wouldn't you know it, our sketch, a uh, very similar sounding sketch, ended up on Saturday Night Live Saturday night. Coincidence? Sure, they've been rehearsing it all week, but coincidence? <laughs> I don't think so. They obviously have a plant in Hollywood who goes to late night comedy shows and steals sketch ideas. In New York. <laughs> That's the one. That's Chan, uh, bravo. You're Bravo Fox. I am I am giving you a trophy for greatest ref of this episode because that shit brought back a lot of memories. We just made enemies of everyone in LA. <laughs> oh, they don't know we exist. <laughs> Ray, I lost the trophy you just get me. Could you go find it for me, please? Yeah, was it the world's greatest lover? <laughs> I guess. Is no, wait, that that's the one I bought at the you dollar store? That's, that's, that's the one I bought at the dollar store. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you walk down Hollywood Boulevard, you got those places that sell the trophies, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you yep. gotta, you see one that says world's greatest lover, you gotta buy it because obviously I mean, they meant it for me. Obviously, that party and trophy were intended for me. Mm -hmm. So you just get it. Um, I didn't steal it though, I, I did buy it. But everything's good. They're all just like Peter Possum, you seem like a decent fellow, even though you're a vagrant who lives in the woods dressed like a ghost. <laughs> you seem like a good enough chap. I like that they're not they're not prejudiced against the wood folk. I I mean, A, it's not realistic because this is a homeless dude. And there isn't a single uh, of those zoobly zoop heads who would be OK with that. Like, not no. my backyard. Like, we got to solve this homeless problem right now. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't think zoobly and nimby rhyme for no good reason, you're wrong. Mm hmm. Uh, and then there's some song which there's is there's a song which <laughs> Let's is hear it. just such a, it it is absolutely a quota filler because it, there's there's no reason for this shit to be here. They can't even be bothered to sync up <laughs> so or anything like that. Jesus yeah, that Christ, one was a, that one was definitely not great. <laughs> just just not a fucking bagger. record it. 
not not a banger. No, they I I'm I don't think they rehearsed that one, honestly. I think they just started playing it and just started rolling with it. Uh which takes the show's over. We take us back to to Ben Vereen, uh, you know, our our favorite mayor, Snow Leopard. And he says, obviously, kids, the moral of the story, did you see how all those people the, okay? He said, You see all those people, and they were terrified that there was a ghost out in the woods. Uh, but obviously there was nothing to be afraid of. Except Ben Vereen, there was a fucking ghost out of the woods the whole time, and he was real. Your, he wasn't a ghost. He's a no mentally individual who acted as a, was, who acted one time. This is 1986. Was, Clearly, he was in uh, some place where he was being cared for for his uh, uh, mental illness, and Reagan kicked him out. Uh, so he put it down. Yep. <laughs> Reagan shut down the uh, the mental hospital, and now he lives in the woods as a ghost. Ghosts aren't real, but, like, but the damage of Reaganomics is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! See, that's the message they should have gone with at that's the end. What... Not this bullshit. Like you know, there was nothing to be afraid out in the woods, except there absolutely was. <laughs> he broke into their house and started yep. stealing their food and possessions. Mm-hmm. And he knew he was wrong. Do you want to know how he knew? How I know <laughs> that he did not think that party was for him? He hid under the table the whole time. Yeah, and yeah. stole things. Maybe a he's person an introvert. Who thinks the party is for them. Does not act that way unless you're Ray at Gina Ippolito's Christmas party. Maybe he's an introvert. More like Gina at a Ray party where everyone else is a weird couple. <laughs> When you say weird it's not the couple, weird couple that messes you, you up. Do you just yeah. mean couple, Gina? <laughs> no, I definitely do not. <laughs> but I'm also not going to get into it because who knows which of those weird couples listen to this podcast? None of them. Again, Gina, none of them. They live in Los them. Angeles, Gina. They don't. They don't know who we are. That's the whole. They, they come to my parties. They don't know who I am. Uh, and it's not. It's not the coupling, Gina. It's the children. You don't need. Come on, say the quiet part out loud now. Let's do it. <coughs> I mean, granted, like 90, 90 plus percent of the gatherings we have at our house now are only people with children. It's true. That's all we do. I mean, uh, uh, I would invite Gina to these gatherings and we have before. And then we remember there is no chance Gina will be showing up here for she knows <laughs> there are children present. I appreciate being invited. Who knows what children I'll need to uh, sell in the uh, coming years, kidnap and sell. When they become a commodity. Okay. I read a whole article okay, about how enough. there aren't and how no one's having kids anymore and we're not replacing the population. So at some point you're going to be able to sell your kids for a lot of money. Uh, I'll just uh, I'll give you a little hint ahead of time, Gina. Uh, you shouldn't hang around my kid because <laughs> it's way more likely that he'll just wander off with you uh, with a complete stranger than he would someone he actually knows. Okay. That's fair. It is. It is. I mean, that, that is the thing that uh, that was one of the the things I read uh, online was one of the the memes, and it just said, you know, when we were younger, kid, our parents told us, you know, never talk to strangers, and now it's perfectly normal for us to literally have a stranger pick us up and give us a ride off an app. Mm. But just, I mean, that's we just not trust any this random than... stranger isn't going to drive us into a cemetery and murder us. I mean, I get that that's quippy, but also taxis have existed for a very long time and people in cities use them. <laughs> yeah. Taxis were regulated, at least. <laughs> there was a taxi uh, service that they worked you, for. 
you definitely did not grow up taking random freaky taxis in New York City. Gina, Jesus, I couldn't afford, afford random freaky in taxis City. in New York City. Is this is this what you did after your theater shows, Gina? You would take a random taxi cab to New York City and eat at the Ritz? I mean, what I'm is happening saying, right now? If you, I was eating whole, Ritz. You were eating at the Ritz. I'm saying the Ooh, whole nice. reason that Uber sprung yeah, up in the that. first place was because people were, you know, because some taxis are shady. Couldn't afford the Gina Ippolito taxi cabs. No, I mean, you would you would go to like airports and people would be like, you want a ride? And that would be not a regulated taxi. So I don't know what it's like in Michigan. Were random people just hanging pizza. out at the airports trying to give rides to strangers? Yeah, even at, even to even you today when I was coming back I from LAX, they they announced five times while I was walking there. They said, "Do not accept a ride from anyone who offers you a ride. If they are offering you a ride, they are not licensed and should not be driving you anywhere." They this is a, it, this is a thing that LAX has to announce as often as they did as I was waiting for my bags today, that means it's it's a uh, pretty, pretty big problem. <laughs> what? I've never heard of this before. Uh, this I'm is... not convinced that flight didn't didn't get you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it was an, an announcement throughout all of LAX, so I don't know. Gina, do you know what an auditory hallucination is? <laughs> Thank you. And that's our show. That's our show, Ray. We're done now. <laughs> no, we're that's not go. our show. That's not our show. I'm going to shut this thing gonna off. I was just going to say, Gina, we're about to start the show. This has all been an auditory hallucination. Can we start now? <laughs> Are you with us? You zoned out for a sec. I thought hallucinations were but, I mean, be you fun. know, your bit was probably, probably better. <laughs> this is Knowing Is Half the Podcast. I'm going to do this before Chan cuts us off and Gina just leaves. Uh, we have a Knowing Is Half the Podcast uh, dot com. That's a new thing we have. Knowing is half the podcast.com where you can find every episode on our feed. You can search them, right, Chan? You you made this. What's how's this work? Uh yeah, you can you can search all of the uh shows that are on uh the feed. Uh I'm still working on a uh feed with all of the episodes. So if you're on the Patreon, you've got like I don't know, like a third of all of the episodes, and eventually I'll finish the rest of them. But it's a start. It's you got a, start. a lot. I believe it's like half to about 60% of the episodes are on the feed at this point. That is not the case. We have uh, a lot of like episodes. 250 on the know. feed and there's like not 500 in the, in the vault. So that's, I can't do math, but that's like 90%. I'm going to shut. You can also off. go to facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast, or in fact, uh, uh, patreon.com slash knowing it's half the podcast we could use a new patron do you listen to the show do you enjoy it do you want more of it do you want a super secret vault and occasionally watching shows with us when we can actually corral everyone together uh, we do need to do that at some point yeah that's fun um, we'll do that again we liked our patrons you guys are fun we're gonna do it in November we'll do it I'm gonna put it down right now we're doing it everybody we're doing it okay that's a thing and you can also go to Twitter and find us uh, uh, at G.I. Joe podcast. Otherwise, you can hit me up individually. I am at Almighty Ray at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And of course, check out Reclaim Detroit, a vampire, the masquerade audio drama. VampireDetroit.com. <laughs> this this is the part that I'm hallucinating. Chan cut me off. This is the part that I'm hallucinating. <laughs> we were dead the whole time. Magic and wonder
Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy, you gotta sink this putt to win. Or, I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, working actors, comedians, writers, stunt people, you get it, and we do it all over breakfast, or should I say, Breakfast. Every week is a new episode of Breakfast, and here's what you get. Inside Hollywood info, like, how cool is it to act with Ed O'Neill? Spoiler alert, it's really cool. And what the heck is a gaffer? You get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates like, when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Listen up, because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in, it's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope, available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. 